Welcome back to another episode. I wanted to bring on a creator that I've been working with since 2015. Typical Gamer has found a lot of success as a YouTube live streamer playing video games like Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, Ark. So I thought it'd be an interesting conversation for us to dive a little bit into why he thinks he's found success, things that he's had to work on, and then just his overall excitement about the gaming industry. Enjoy. So we've been talking about this for a while. I'm glad I finally have Andre on the show and we have a ton to talk about, but actually, Andre, I, I just thought about this too. You're actually the oldest Night Media client. So we've been working together since 2015. We have a ton to talk about uh, and we were arguing about this off podcast. I think when I met you, you only had 400,000 subscribers, but I'm guessing I'm wrong. You said you had a million. So after the podcast, we're going to have to clear that up. Yeah, we're going to have to fact check it. But I think if it wasn't a million, it was close to a million. But uh, it, it was definitely in the earlier days that we met for sure. And just to just give everyone like a brief background on you and the type of content you make and the type of video games that you play. Yeah, so I've been um, I've been doing stuff on the Internet for a while now since I was, you know, mid-teens so i was probably 16 when i started uh streaming on justin tv which was of mm -hmm. course twitch before it was twitch and uh, that was back in late 2008 2009 i think i always continued streaming but i started my youtube channel in like 2010 that's when i started uploading do you remember when you left uh and shout out to justin khan for justin tv but do you remember when you left justin tv now twitch to go to youtube yeah, it it was it was less of like I'm I'm leaving. This is it. It was more like YouTube had this feature where they just started live streaming on YouTube, right? That must have been around 2013 or so. Um, and I was, to my knowledge, one of the first people to um, actually stream games on there. Did you ever simultaneously stream on both? Because I know in the early days, a lot of people were like casting to Twitch and casting to YouTube. Or when you left Justin TV, was it just? Hey, I'm just gonna just stream exclusively on YouTube now. I, I did initially at the start did like YouTube, and then sometimes I'd stream on Twitch, then sometimes on YouTube. So it was like kind of a back and forth. Yeah, that was like the early meta was, hey, we should stream on both platforms, get Twitch subs, but also get YouTube AdSense. Uh, but that yeah. quickly died as as soon as like these exclusive contracts started. Do you remember like what your and was there like any moment that you're like that's your big break or like that's when you like hit that inflection point because um, you know when I met you I, I don't know what you were averaging your concurrent viewers were but I think it was like what do you a thousand maybe maybe a little over two thousand yeah it, honestly it's kind of hard to remember now but it, it definitely wasn't as significant like it was um it was a, it, it was a big number at the time but it wasn't you know what it is at all today really in the last year and change like the numbers have doubled or tripled from what they usually were so what what are your average concurrent viewers on youtube right now when you live stream yeah it depends when like there's i would i would say it's around 20 30k mm -hmm. and, and i i do want to talk about this too because you you did have a stream i think it was fortnite season three the black hole. I could be wrong on the season, but uh, it uh, popped. Season ten. Season okay. Yeah, so yeah, whew, yeah. I was way off. Season ten yeah. <laughs> that completely popped off, and I remember being in an airport, and I was on. I was boarding my plane, and I kept refreshing uh, YouTube, and your stream just continued to grow and grow. Do you remember what the peak concurrent viewers were for that live stream? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was slightly over five hundred thousand people. Five hundred thousand on one um, stream, and it, it lasted what? Yeah. Five hours, ten hours. That was like an eight hour stream i think maybe longer and then uh, overall i had like 22 million playbacks so. and that's just a, a playback is a unique view 
Pretty much. Yeah. yeah so 22 million unique people watched that stream over the course of eight hours. Yeah. And then at one point there was 500,000 at that one point watching that, that thing go down. So what was it about Fortnite that made you start playing that game? Really? I mean, it's, I would say it makes up 80 to 90% of your content now, but before Fortnite, it was a lot of Grand Theft Auto. You were playing Ark. You were, uh, you had a little bit more like game diversification. Yeah. So what, what was it about Fortnite that just sucked you in? Well, it's funny because I don't know if you remember, but the first video I did on Fortnite was a sponsored one that you worked mm -hmm. on with me, right? So um, it's kind of funny that it all started from like a sponsorship. But like when I played the game, I you know me, I only take sponsorships to things that like I actually enjoy, right? Or I actually think oh, I know. promise to it. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> he knows. He knows. Um, but uh, yeah, Fortnite, it's just like even in the early days, when building wasn't that much of a thing, like there was still clearly a defined kind of skill gap, right? And you can never be the best. Like it'll take so long for you to be the best that it's just like, for someone that's super competitive like myself, like it, it's just, I'm always competing against myself to get better and it just, I don't know, I'm still not bored of it. Well, and you also, you play professionally as a Fortnite creator now and a Fortnite, I would say Fortnite pro. And you've also finished incredibly high in a lot of those tournaments and competitions. And I know like we did the celebrity Fortnite Pro-Am. We've done it multiple times. They didn't have one this year at E3. Um, I, I think you're the only content creator, like, at least large streamer that's playing in tournaments. Like most of them are just professional Fortnite players, but you're a content creator first who's also playing in Fortnite. And you've had a lot of success, which is, which is rare to be honest, because yeah. a lot of people that are content creators aren't usually very good at the game. Speak on that point though, like I do think out of all the content creators, I've probably practiced the most and, and play like, you know, bigger content creators, I guess, because I guess anyone can call themselves a content creator, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've done very well in tournaments, mostly tournaments against other content creators I'll excel at. Um, in terms of tournaments versus pros, I'll hold my own, but I, it's really tough to break into that, you know that prize pool, which is like top 10 out of the 30,000 people competing, right? Like a lot of these people playing, they're insane. They're insane. Their mechanics are amazing. And, and they're grinding that creative mode like eight hours a day. No joke. Yeah. So let's go back uh, a few years. So Twitch and YouTube start signing exclusive deals for content creators. Uh, obviously, like you signed with YouTube Gaming. There was, you know, an article that came out. You came out with a video on your channel. Why Why was that important for you? And why do you think it's important for these platforms to lock up exclusivity? You know, this is something that, and we'll, we'll see if we see more of it. I, I know it's been like 18 months in the, since a lot of these contracts were signed. So I think, you, you know, you and I and all these other content creators are, are just like curious if like the streaming wars will continue. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit about that and why that was so significant for you, you know, as a content creator to have like an official home, which is now YouTube gaming. I've been essentially, like we talked about before, I've been streaming on it since the start. So it's nice to be just recognized by them. They can say like, you have worth to us and we want to see, we want to enable you and help you grow. Right. Like not only did I sign the deal for, you know, the monetary purposes, but there was also a lot of the, the back end stuff and the ability to talk to them and, and maybe have some influence over for some products. Right. And they've kind of they've done that. I can't speak to any specific ones, of course, NBA. but, uh, <laughs> like, it's nice to, to, to be involved in something that I spent yeah. so much of my life on. Right. What else would you like to see YouTube gaming implement? Like what, what products do you think would be helpful for you as a content creator? In terms of like features I want to see on YouTube, definitely, Gifted members is pretty huge. 
you you've seen it with Twitch and gifted subscribers. Like it's it's a great community driver. I feel like it people want to give back and you know they can super chat and they can use the super stickers or they can donate in other ways but like having someone be a part of the like a membership part of like the additional community is is definitely a cool thing totally agree well and we've you know you, you talked about it a little bit but we've seen this play in your content like channel diversification so you have your main channel which people all know which is typical gamer um, yeah. that is 12 million subscribers. And now you have a second channel that's called TG plays. And what's the difference between those two channels for you? Yeah. So typical gamer is the streaming channel. So I pretty much I stream exclusively on there. Mm -hmm. And then I leave those streams up so you can watch them later. And those are three to four hours. Um, a lot of people don't have time to watch three to four hours. Okay. Um, and, and that's totally fair. No, I'm not asking anybody to. So this is why I made TG plays. TG plays his videos between like eight to 15 minutes or so. And I record those uniquely from the stream 99% of the time. So that's all content recorded off stream. And it's just short content that people can enjoy highly edited. Um, yeah. How many hours do you work a day? A lot. I, I guess like all, like all my days thinking about work. Um, you know, I try to relax sometimes, but, um, you know how it is in this space. It's you know, like, you know how it is. You, you can work as much as you want, right? Like, um, but you know, yeah. Do you consider me practicing Fortnite work? I do, but I also see it as fun. Like I'm having fun with it. So it's kind of the lines are so blurred now. Mm -hmm. that I just say everything is worth. Yeah, I mean, you you get to play video games for a living, right? Which yeah. I mean, I think most kids would be like, "That's great! I get to play video games as my job." But eventually, like for a lot of people, it turns into a chore. Like it turns into a job because. I, I don't know when you're going to become sick of Fortnite, but I think a time will come where a typical gamer is like, I no longer want to play Fortnite. What other games are out there? Um, yeah. And you might still have to play Fortnite because it's incredibly popular on your channel. Have you ever experienced like creator burnout yet? I have experienced creator burnout, but it was kind of, it, it wasn't like for gaming reasons, right? Like I had gone through a tough breakup and stuff. So I just felt burned out on everything. And that was even before we met. So um, but really, yeah, like, this is a new story to yeah. me. I didn't, I didn't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I never really talked about it. I guess I talked about it at the time on my channel. I honestly think like for most creators, creator burnout happens. It's like, because they have to come up with new creative concepts and new video ideas every single day. And it just wears on you mentally with like always having to deliver something new. Yeah. And for you too, you kind of do it by yourself. Like you don't have a huge team behind you. So it's really just you and your computer and your ideas. Yeah. And after a large, long amount of time, after a couple of years, like that's just like, it starts to eat away on people. It, it, it could get to you, right? But then you see people who hire creative directors and stuff like that. So there's always, if you want to, there's a way to kind of pivot it, right? Yeah. The issue I mean, is you're the, a big the, proponent of that. The so. pool of talent is, you know, we've run into this with everyone. The pool of talent to hire employees that are creative directors is still so small because that yeah. position doesn't really exist. It's like being a creative director for a YouTube channel, it's not really a thing. And so we're finally seeing people to take those roles, but at least you finding someone, it's going to take a, you like training a person with how your brain thinks because it's not, you're not a massive company where there's like this roadmap to be successful as a creative director. You're like having to someone come in and pull this stuff out of your brain to think how you think about putting videos together. And that becomes really difficult. What is your, what does your day look like? Like you have, you, you create video on demand. So you said you have TG plays, 
you have live streams that are three to four hours. Like what's, what's a typical day? Like when are you streaming and when are you, when are you finding time to make those videos? And then like, when are you do, like coming up with these creative ideas? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I kind of spend looking at what's kind of popular in the, in the game right now, like Fortnite, right? I go through my stuff and I kind of analyze all that. And that could be, you know, that could take anywhere from 30 minutes to a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I'll record. And recording a video for TG Plays, because um, again, it, it's uniquely recorded, right? It's not from the stream. So that can take, just the gameplay itself, it can take anywhere from 30 minutes, say, I would say four hours. And then after that, I got to record the intro. I got to talk to the thumbnail artist, you know, figure out what the concept's going to be, what's going to pop the most, because the video can be the best video ever. It could be the worst video ever. It doesn't matter if nobody clicks on it, right? Like nobody will ever know. Is The title and thumbnail are so important. So um, got a big focus on that, you know, working on future projects. I'm going to be launching, I think I told you, I, maybe I told you a little bit. I don't know. I was kind of finicky on that, but um, launching a new channel like tomorrow. So that's going to mm -hmm. be finally um, the low hanging fruit, which is stream highlights, right? It'll, it'll be live I by the time this podcast goes up. Well, maybe. Maybe yeah. knowing me, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I, I, I told Andre to create a second channel yeah. about two and a half years ago when he just had his live stream channel and he was just uploading the long forms because, and remember my reasoning? I was like, I'm not going to watch a three and a half hour live stream. I was like, you need something right. that's yeah. like optimized for like short form video on demand content because a lot of your fans are not going to sit there and consume a three hour video. And that took like two and a half years to get to that point. So hopefully this channel's live by the time this goes live, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I, I feel like as people were ever evolving and I, I've kind of realized a few things like with that channel, I was very hesitant to start it, but um, just starting it, like just that action mm -hmm. puts everything else into place. Right. Totally agree. How do you how do you come up with your ideas? Is, is it mostly you? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly me. Um, recently, my editor, um, Kina, he's, he's been opping in on some of the ideas. Um, sometimes I'll ask Samara. Sometimes I look around. You know, um, see what other people are doing. I, I don't really like to copy people's ideas. So like, I'll if, if, if there's something that I use that, say I really like the idea and you know, it's not super unique, like I'll, I'll credit them like in the video, right? Yeah. What's your favorite game right now? Like what, or what are you looking forward to? And if you say, you better oh, not I'm say Fortnite, it's your favorite game. I was gonna what, say dude, Fortnite. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, I was telling you, I was telling Nick, um, this season of Fortnite that just dropped has to be one of the best. Like actually, like the most fun. If you play squads, it is such chaos, such fun that like it brings back the vibes from like OG Fortnite days. For well, the only the only but, way I'm playing Fortnite is if I play with you and you just hard carry me because I can't I I, yeah. I can't outbuild these like sweaty fourteen year old kids and then I just get upset. But that's great about squads that, that most of them aren't sweaty. So it's just like. It's just a numbers game. You're just clashing against each other and seeing who wins. But you also uh, took a little bit of a pivot and did some Pokemon unboxing. Yeah. Uh, what was what was the reason for that? Did you used to collect Pokemon cards? I yeah. I, I you know the answer already, buddy. All right. Well, they don't they don't know the answer, and I, know, I also I like there's a Charizard over your left shoulder. There is, there uh, is. as well. So um, I want I want you to show them your cards, man. Your scuffed ones. <laughs> In time, in time. I'll, I'll show I'll show everyone my PSA 10s in time. Yeah, your PSA 10s. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to collect Pokemon so much as a kid. Well, try to. Like, you know, 
my, my parents didn't have the most money so i'd get a pack like here and there and kind of really cherish it when i got the packs right you know now that i have some more income it's nice to do these large unboxings that i would have dreamed as like as a kid right it's just a good time all around and people watching it it's just it's, it's fun i'm the same like i i didn't get a lot of pokemon packs when i was a kid because I mean, one, like my parents wouldn't buy them because we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, yeah. So I would mow lawns and then I would go buy packs. The one mistake I made was not spending a little more money to get a first edition pack. So I would just get the base set, yeah. uh, which now looking back on it, like I'm really upset with my third grade self. Now, like seeing you open boxes and like everyone else. And I, I was lucky enough to, I think I bought two packs from you actually for your uh, Team Rocket, first edition Team Rocket. And I ended up getting yeah. a dark Charizard and a dark Alakazam. Uh, which are both being graded right now, but I haven't got them back. Um, so the resurgence of like Pokemon has been so fun for me uh, and you. Like it's been so awesome to watch that stuff. Yeah, I mean it's been great. I mean I'm I'm getting ready. I got um, I got six of these booster boxes of the new uh, Chilling Rain Pokemon set. So I'm ready to open them up on stream. Are Are you gonna sell each individual pack, or are you just gonna open them and keep them all? I'm I'm just gonna open them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would sell individual packs when it gets kind of the more vintage stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it, it's just fun that way. Like if I open it and like a friend gets something cool, like I can get hyped for them and it kind of gives everyone a shot. Plus they're super expensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, mobile gaming. So you and I have spoken about this a little bit in the past is like launching a mobile game channel. I think free fire is still the most popular game on YouTube or it's in the top three. Have you given any consideration to launching a mobile first channel or is that something you're not even thinking about? Uh, no, it's definitely on my radar. It's just trying to see like how much can I handle, right? But I feel like I got to really nail down these processes first and make mm -hmm. sure I can run things you know, effectively and efficiently before I move on to even more projects, right? Have you, have you launched a shorts channel? Yes, yeah. So, so you currently have three channels launching a fourth so mobile gaming would be a fifth channel. Yeah, exactly. How, how have you thought about YouTube shorts? I know this is something that's completely new and the new meta that I've seen is like you launch a new channel, you use like YouTube shorts as top of funnel, uh, you get a bunch of subscribers on that channel and then you start creating long form content where you, you've kind of went the other way is like you've already had a successful YouTube career, a lot of subscribers, and you've just created a different shorts channel instead of putting shorts on one of your main channels. What's the reason for that? Yeah, so I look at it a little bit differently from than you, just because of some factors. Um, one with uploading shorts because the videos are so short, mm -hmm. as the name would imply. Um, like the the average watch time is pretty low. The problem with me is is does the the time of it and the click-through rate, does that have enough impact on other video content and, and longer form video content, right? Like, how does that affect it? Because I have a streaming channel where I post four hour streams, but if I post a video on it, like I'm under the impression that um, because the click-through rate is lower and the, the, the view duration is pretty high because they're four hours, right? Like, where does that make the video land? Does it have any impact? I don't know. I'm just theorizing here, but that, that's the reason why I wanted to separate the shorts channel. Yeah, we don't really know, right? I, I totally yeah. get where you're coming from. Average channel, like view duration or retention, is going to go down if you're if you're making shorts on that. I, I totally get yeah. that. 
But yeah, we, we don't know. I think in an ideal world, you would be able to upload your shorts to your main channel. It wouldn't affect your normal videos because it would just get sent directly to shorts, right? And then you'd have a tab yeah. on your channel that was basically just like shorts and all your other videos. I don't think that's in YouTube's roadmap, um, no. which, which kind of stinks because people like... Like content creators like you who have had massive fan bases already aren't able to take advantage of that growth hack. Whereas other channels that are like starting to grow and I've seen channels now, I was going through social blade the other day. There's channels that are doing a billion views a month just on shorts that are gaining like millions yeah. of subscribers per month. And that's a growth hack that the larger channels won't get to take advantage of because you guys are worried it's going to affect the like overall retention across your whole channel, or it's going to affect how the next video performs because the retention of the shorts going to be so low. Well, exactly too. And you, when you're creating a channel, at least what I've been realizing more is that like when people subscribe to that channel, the next video is so important, right? Like if they subscribe for one reason and they're not getting that reason, it could lead to a whole few problems, right? I, I find it if you make a channel for one specific purpose and stick to that purpose, there's higher chances that the audience will continue to enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. We'll, we'll see what YouTube does and if they build that into the product, but you're probably just gonna have to have a separate shorts channel from here on out. That's just kind of my, my thesis on it, but I totally get your concern of does it affect my channel? I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably a lot of creators' concerns, at least if they're like, you know, already established. I know this is something we got to talk about and I need to ask it and I already know the answer, but like, what are your, what are your revenue streams right now as a creator outside of just AdSense? Definitely AdSense. Uh, then there's, you know, sponsorships, which you help with. <laughs> and then we got, uh, merchandise and, um, you know, investments. Um, so the one I, the one I want to focus on that, that you left out is digital goods. And so this is one that we've actually seen span across multiple games. Roblox has star creator code. Fortnite yeah. has creator code. Um, COD, you've seen this, like Call of Duty. Uh, you've seen a lot of content creators share their creator code. Is that a big focus for you to like have your creator code across multiple games or not so much? I, I think personally creator code is one of the best programs that Epic has ever started. Before the creator code, I was playing Fortnite and I was enjoying it, but after it, it's just like a little bonus, right? Or it's just a bonus. And you didn't really have to change much except for promote your code and people were going to buy it anyway. Right? So it's like, it's kind of them giving back to people playing their game, which is nice. Totally agree. And, and have you, have you done anything with Fortnite yet or Epic games to put anything in the store? I know we've seen like Ninja had a skin. Yeah. Uh, have, have no you, have icon you... skin for me yet? Like there's no, um, typical gamer skin in Fortnite, but I did get a locker bundle. Mm -hmm. So I was able to select like a skin, uh, a wrap, a pickaxe, and they put it in the store and they had my name like in the store. And then they also hosted a tournament with me. And um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's you know, nice. Maybe to... one day I'll get a skin, but. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to finally see the publishers lean into the creators. Um, and we saw it starting with the creator code. Now we're seeing it with them actually making digital items and other digital goods for their biggest creators. So I think it's just like another step in the right direction for most of these publishers. Totally. Yeah, that's huge. How much longer do you think you're, uh, you're going to do this? Oh, I'll do it forever if I can. I love it. I wake up very grateful that I'm able to do this day in and day out. I enjoy all aspects of it. I just want to keep doing it. I have a lot of ambitions. I have a lot of things I want to do. So I feel like I'm just getting started. 
Who knows what's going to happen? But I just know that I want to do it for a very long time. Do you th- and I have seen older people do it. Like I've, I've seen, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds streaming to, to some success. So who knows? Like, you know, I've been doing this since 2009. Like, would somebody want to watch a 50 year old streaming games that's been doing it for that long? Like maybe there's maybe there's something special to it, right? Is it going to be other 50 year olds watching or is it going to be their kids? Who knows? They'll be like, yeah, I've been watching this guy forever. He's a good guy. Like, who knows? Right? Yeah. Do you think do you think you're ever going to get to a point where it's like your fans kids are now watching you create content? I've had people donate and tell me that like already that like, you know, they've been watching me since 2011. Now they have a kid that's like nine and their their kids watching me play Fortnite. So it's like, or I've had people tell me they've been watching me since they're five and they're 12 now. And I'm like, you've been watching me for more than half of your life, man. That's insane. Right. Do you ever think you'll, you'll pivot outside of gaming or is it always going to be within gaming? I think in terms of business like there is things that i want to venture into that aren't specifically to do with gaming um just other things that i have passions for so um yeah that's that's it's still a work in progress yeah and then and then lastly what what things are you looking forward to right now yeah i'm upset i haven't seen you in forever so there's that it's been I definitely want to come see everything you built over there. how long it's uh, been 18 or 20 months since I've seen you, which feels crazy. Um, but hopefully that changes in a few months when the border opens. It, it's been a very long time. So I'm excited for all the events again, man. Yeah. Like I kind of, I, I didn't take them for granted because I really enjoyed them when we went to events. I can't wait for them to come back. Same. And also it's, it's been so strange not having a Fortnite Pro-Am, not having E3, yeah. not going to a PAX. There's so many events that you and I used to do. And also like EA and Ubisoft, we probably would do what, five or six of those a year, Yeah. right? So we used to have at least at minimum once one event every six weeks mm-hmm. to now having nothing for almost two years has been very strange. Um, so I'm excited for this to all get back to normal. Yeah. Even this, like I would have loved to do this podcast in person. Oh, totally. And I'm sure we could have done it at like uh, an event or something in the future. But, you know, this has all had to be digital. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like you. I'm excited for everything to get back to normal. And I think we're, we're almost there. Leaf and I just remember some of the fun ones. Like remember we went to the Far Cry event where we rode the dune buggies and like there was like crossbows and stuff. Like that stuff's so fun, especially when you look back at it. It's, it's so cool to even be in the premises of where all these games are made. You know, growing up, games were such a huge thing. And just to even be a fraction involved is, is, is a dream come true. Totally agree. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I'm glad we finally did this. Yeah, for sure. I had a great time. I, Anytime. I will list all of Andre Typical Gamers links below so you guys can check out his YouTube channels, Instagram that he doesn't use, and his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Oh, well, he's not wrong. <laughs>